now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week. We bring you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. It's been my pleasure being your host here every week for the last six years. Uh, I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of transactions here in our fair city. Proud to be ranked as one of the top 100 REMAX agents in Western Canada. I'd be pleased to help you as well, too. You can find me and the rest of our whole Home Show team members by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Or if you need to reach any of them, just reach out to me. I'd be happy to introduce you. By the way, our program is also supported by REMAX Island Properties with offices in Victoria. Duncan and Mill Bay. If you're interested in a career in real estate or are an experienced agent looking to bring your business up to the next level with advanced training and global connections, contact Remax Island Properties. This week, I'm going to be bringing you across the country. It's always good to have an update as to what's been happening in different markets. We're going to be going to Vancouver. Calgary and Toronto. You want to hear about what happened in 2023, what the forecast is for 2024, how things are going. I am specifically curious to hear about Calgary because, of course, Calgary's market has been soft for quite some time now, like five years, but it is rebounded back and things are happening. We're going to be chatting with Phil Moore in Vancouver. Chris Audette in Calgary and Asif Khan in Toronto. I'm very curious to know how things are going. Uh, as always, though, we always start our program with uh, timely items, things that you or listeners have brought up, questions, your areas of concern. Just reach out to me and we will discuss them on the air here. Again, you can find my contact information by going to cfax1070.com or just Google me. Uh, I love hearing from you. A few things to report. Here we are right now in the beginning, first uh, half of February. Most recent news is that the federal government has extended the foreign buyer ban. As you as you recall, uh, last year they implemented a ban on foreign purchases. The intent, of course, is to maintain housing for Canadians and to prevent uh, the so-called um, uh, wave of foreign buyers causing affordability to be very difficult for Canadians. The federal government has extended it for another two years. So for 2027, uh, so it is done. We're not surprised, by the way. Uh, but one thing that we do understand and know is that the foreign buyer ban has done nothing for affordability. All you got to do is have a look at the average prices ever since that ban was introduced. You can look even further back to 2018 when the speculation and vacancy tax uh, and all of these other things came into play in the province of British Columbia. The governments, the respective governments, have been trying to curb the demand of housing and, um, you know, 
uh, folks, the proof is in the pudding. You look at the sales, look at the stats, uh, the reports on actual foreign purchases has never exceeded somewhere around 3%, depending on what report that you read. So those who have this thought that the reason why we're here right now is because half, I don't know, whatever the figure is, half of the purchases have been made by foreign investors. Well, it's been absolutely proven untrue. And they can continue with the measures on foreign buyers. The market's still going to do what it's doing because let's not forget, folks, Victoria, South Island here remains a destination and a demand for fellow Canadians. We'll be talking about that, I'm sure, with Calgary because Calgary recently has been seeing a pretty large uptick in migration from other regions in Canada. We get that all the time just because of where we are. I know because every week we're chatting with new Victorians who are coming from Toronto, coming from the lower mainland, all of those places. They're coming to the promised land. And by the way, they're not foreigners. They are true blue Canadians, uh, right down to the bone, born and raised, all that kind of stuff. So uh, this is what happens when you are in a marketplace of high demand. Now, what happens with high demand? Well, we're seeing multiple offers coming back, folks. Can you believe that? It has been, um, you know, they were hot and heavy in 2021, 2022, 2023 slowed down. Things were looking favorable to buyers. And we in the real estate industry have been telling consumers for probably the last six or seven months, now's a great time to buy. I know interest rates are up. That's what happened. The interest rates caused the market to cool. There were so, And there have been some great buying opportunities out there, but people always wanted to wait. You know, you want to wait until prices go down or whatever. They haven't gone down, by the way. But what's happening now is that the market is heating up again. I will tell you, just last week, I had multiple offers on a property in Colwood. We had four offers, and it did sell unconditionally, considerably above list price. We're back there, folks. So, um, you know, for those who have been waiting for even more favorable market conditions to buy, maybe too late there's a couple things that i do want to bring up though regulatory wise so uh, number one we've had in existence now since 2018 the requirement for licensees that's us real estate people to disclose to our sellers uh, the calculations there's what's called the disclosure of expected remuneration and whenever we submit an offer for our seller client to review we must also have with it a form the form that I just mentioned and it it calculates the amount of remuneration or commission that the real estate brokerage uh, is um, working out there so it shows exactly what the net proceeds of the seller will end up being after real estate fees. It has been introduced as a, as a measure of transparency, just to make sure that consumers, sellers, uh, know the exact number, so it's no surprise to them. That has been actually a very helpful tool. Uh, sellers seem to like that a lot. Now, when we're looking at multiple offers, or we're looking at offers going back and forth, yes, that means that form comes out a number of times and extra paperwork, but hey, transparency that's uh, what happens the other one that has just been introduced in recent weeks uh, is the multiple offer disclosure and i just mentioned that i had multiple offers on this property in Colwood. there were four offers what it is is uh the listing agent who is me in this particular case uh jots down the brokerage name of the uh, of the four offers along with the date they were received uh, and I am to submit that to the other 
parties. So basically, it's a clarification of the fact that, yes, there were four offers. Now, it doesn't have the details. We don't talk about the prices or the specifics or any of that. That is private confidential information uh, for the seller. But it is a disclosure. Again, another tool that the uh, regulators here in British Columbia have added for transparency for consumers not that we really had a huge problem here in victoria anyways but i can see in larger market areas like vancouver there's always that sort of question of hmm are there really other offers or is this just a story that's being made up by the way in ontario and i think we'll talk about this with asif a little bit later as well too uh they have introduced as of december the first uh an option for sellers to actually publicize all the details like price and all that uh, the intent of course is to be sort of like an open uh, bidding process uh, enabling all the other parties to know what they're up against uh, that is optional by the way so people don't need to do that uh, I have heard from Torontonians that very few sellers are taking advantage of that because of the fact that it is not to their advantage sometimes to disclose all the details of others well we think about things like in Australia I had interviewed some time ago uh, realtor uh, uh, Rick Rushton in Australia about this open bidding process you know you're sitting on the front yard and there's whatever 20 people bidding uh, the thought of course is that if it's fully transparent then buyers won't be paying way too much but you know we did clarify the fact and you guys know this when you're at a fundraising function and there's an auction there sometimes the ego gets in the way and you can't lose just by 50 bucks or 100 bucks you keep going crazy and that's what happens often in that open public bidding process. Anyways, so many things going on right now. I do want to take you for a trip across the country. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to pick up with our friend Phil Moore in Vancouver, followed by Chris Audette in Calgary and Asif Khan in Toronto. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. You know, every once in a while, I like bringing you, our listeners, across the country to learn more about what's going on out there in other real estate markets. Of course, we bring you updates all the time about what's happening here in Victoria, but what's going on in Toronto? What's going on in Calgary? What's going on in Vancouver? Well, we're starting. We're going west to east today. And my guest right now is a regular. We get him on quite often. Uh, he is the past president of the Vancouver Real Estate, the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver. I'm sorry. Uh, fellow REMAX agent, longtime uh, top producing agent in the Vancouver area. Phil Moore. Phil, great having you back. Hey, thank you, Tony. Thanks for having me. All right. What's going on? What happened in 2023 in Greater Vancouver? Well, in, in 2023, as we built up to the end of the year, it was more of a balanced market. And um, we seen both sellers sitting on the sideline and buyers sitting on the sideline. What the surprise was is the surprise really was in January. Um, we got off to a really strong start in January. In fact, looking at some of the statistics, the sales for January are up 38.5% more than that January or a year ago. Uh, meanwhile, you know, listings came in a little bit higher, but certainly they couldn't keep pace. Um, the sales were just uh, just shocking. And if it continues, I mean, we're going to go probably from a balanced market more into a seller's market. We're hearing of uh, numerous properties with uh, 
10, 12, 15, up to 20 offers. And really that's because of a lack of supply. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing how we're back at this point now. And I mean, thinking back, whatever it was two years ago when this was all common. And then of course things slow down and consumers were a little edgy because rates went up, whatever it was eight times, but now with the recent hold and discussion about maybe rate coming back down, um, sounds to me that uh, your marketplace like ours, the confidence is coming back. Well, there's certainly the buyers sat on the sidelines through September, October, November, December, and, and, and so did sellers for that matter. We didn't know who was going to jump first, but January, um, people have said, okay, I've waited long enough. And that pent up demand for buyers, they certainly have come out of the woodwork. And um, listings right now, not keeping up. So, I mean, we're, we're slightly above the 10 year average. We're sitting at about 8,600 listings. Um, but considering there hasn't been a lot of sales in the last three months, and now we're getting them, um, that's putting pressure on the prices. And it's putting pressure on buyers with multiple offers. Um, we are now sort of in a in a in in a transition from a seller's market or a balanced market moving over to a seller's market. Our sales to active listing ratio is seventeen point two percent, and usually you're seeing um, pressure on prices if it goes below twelve percent or goes above twenty percent. So we're getting close to that twenty percent. I'll have to see what happens in February. Uh, maybe the public get word that 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 we're needing an inventory. Uh, but right now, um, it's certainly leaning towards more of a seller's market. We're not going to have this conversation with Calgary and Toronto. But of course, here in BC, there's been the provincial move uh, to add more inventory and stock and density and, uh, you know, multiple units on residential city size lots and all that kind of stuff. What's the what's the overall feel over there in Vancouver about the initiatives that the BC government has put in? Well, certainly Burnaby, the city that I work in, which is right next to Vancouver, it, it jumped the gun and it started to rezone, allowing for two units on every lot. Um, and um, that's gone over will, really well. I mean, builders are buying, but there's this, this delay. It's four months to get a plan approved and it's going to be about another nine months to get the home build. Um, so right now, those units that we're looking for uh, are a year away. With the provincial government, I mean, every municipal municipality is a little bit different. Um, they've got until June, um, and then they've got to change their community plan, and the government's giving them a bit more grace time. Um, there has been, you know, some some pushback. I was in a fireside chat with the minister, and it was full of mayors and council members. Um, and they were thinking that this was a little bit too drastic. It was a too bold of a move. It was too quick. Um, but I mean, you're basically rezoning the entire province of British Columbia. Um, there's only so many developers. I think it's going to bring this much needed inventory, but it's probably, you know, still a year or two away. Mm -hmm. It's just really interesting because you know what? Uh, Vancouver is the top of the food chain as far as values in the country are concerned. And, you know, we'll be talking with Asif Khan a little bit later uh, in Toronto, looking at numbers and everything. It just always begs the question, like, Vancouver is so expensive compared like compared to us. Victoria is expensive, too. But, uh, you know, it's not 
uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not Winnipeg at $400,000. Like the average house price in greater Vancouver is what now, Phil? It's probably around 1.9 million. Yes. And that's to our 1.2 million or whatever. And of course, people talk about how expensive Victoria is. Uh, uh, where are people coming from? Because uh, the federal government has just extended their ban on foreign buyers for another two years to 2027. Um, so, you know, people always have this kind of idea that, well, the reason why Vancouver is so expensive is because, you know, it's all foreigners buying. That is not necessarily the truth, is it? Well, we seem to be the California Canada. We seem to get people from all across Canada yeah. coming to Vancouver. I mean, we've had we've had a great we've had a great winter, um, and um, it just is a desirable place to live. The interesting thing in the month of January, townhouses townhouses sales mm -hmm. uh, were were up were up the highest. They were up eighty. They were eighty two percent more sales in townhouses because our market is more price conscious driven yeah. so when you're when you're looking at gains for the past year in in let's say metro vancouver the lower mainland has about four percent gains but those outlying areas pit meadows maple ridge they're up over 10 percent uh ladner 11.6 percent over the past year again in this interest rate environment we're in uh, the consumer's looking for affordable housing so the townhouse market is exceptionally uh, brisk and those outlying areas, uh, Maple Ridge, Pitt Meadows, Ladner, some of your more affordable areas. Um, interesting too is your resort communities uh, like Squamish, um, yeah. Whistler. I mean, Squamish in the last 10 years, Squamish is up 157%. Uh, in um, trans transactions or in, 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 in price increase? Okay. All right. Average price. Yeah. Yeah, and in uh, Bowen Island, for example, uh, the ten-year price change is up one hundred thirty-eight percent. Oh um, my goodness! So those are some of your resort areas that are people are moving there because it's affordable in the last ten years. And we've seen with with COVID, but we've seen that you can work remotely. Yeah. So it's interesting. Those those some of those statistics uh, really jump out at me. Yeah. Um, some of those outlying areas, but we're in a really a market that's price conscious. Uh, we definitely need more condos. We definitely need more townhouses. And the government's change with allowing more units is going to allow more affordable housing. I mean, affordable yeah. uh, is is a difficult word to define, but in the lower, <laughs> in the yeah, lower mainland, um, you know, something that's uh, that's under a million is affordable. Yeah. You know, so what I've just taken away from what you mentioned is because you, you said people come to uh, the lower mainland, they come from across the country and we get it. I, I mean, people understand that when they're going to Vancouver, they're paying more money. It's more expensive. You come from Calgary, it's going to be a lot more money to go to Vancouver. But uh, perhaps that's why the townhouses or the higher density uh, um, uh, type developments are, are becoming so popular is is for that reason. So yeah. very interesting. And that's why the government's going in that direction. Yeah. They're trying to create a solution by creating bold moves. And, uh, and we'll have to see how it plays out over the next couple of years. We certainly know that there is a much needed inventory. Fantastic. Well, listen, Phil, always great to have you here. I'm going to put your contact information uh, on the CFAX uh, webpage here. Phil Moore, uh, REMAX in Vancouver, uh, also past president of the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver, very active in organized real estate. Uh, thanks for joining us, Phil.
Thanks for having me, Tony. Great. Uh, we just need to take our quick break here. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Silhouette Home Inspections with Pierre Beauvais. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the Whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Uh, as a reminder, you can find their contact information and mine by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under shows and there you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. We are also podcasting all of our episodes. So if you search on iTunes, Google, in your car, Android, whatever, wherever fine podcasts are found, you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. There's over 300 episodes now that we've done over the past six years. Tons of great content, you know, maybe things that weren't relevant at the time to you, but maybe are right now. You just look back, you'll find lots of great chats, discussions, interviews with local service providers, information, things that'll help you out that's what we're here for after all we love doing this we're having a trip across canada we just chatted with phil moore in vancouver about what has been happening in the real estate market and what to expect uh, after this break we'll be chatting uh, about toronto with asif khan of course a couple of regulars here on our program but you know what we stopped halfway through the country not quite halfway but we got we got to know what's going on in calgary and of course, we've got to chat with somebody who knows what's going on over there. And I'm happy to introduce Chris Audette. He's with Remax in Calgary. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Tony, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Got to get right into it because people are curious. Calgary's been quiet for like four or five years now. Suddenly, things are happening. Things are happening, right? Cal Calgary was a stagnant town for uh, for a good five five solid years for sure. We've had very little to uh, movement overall uh, in the marketplace, but we're, um, as I like to say, we're a little bit of the wild card in the country right now, and and we're uh, we're start we're starting to catch up to those places like uh, sunny sunny Victoria. <laughs> okay, well, there's a lot of Calgarians here, you know. Um, but you know what? Let's let's jump right to what we were talking about before I hit the record button here. Uh, migration into Alberta. That's a those are pretty yeah. big numbers right now. Right. Yeah. 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 Huge, huge, huge numbers. Um, and that's been uh, one of the primary drivers of what's been going on in our marketplace for the past year and a half to two, two years now. Um, Ontario being by by far the biggest. We're talking to tons and tons and tons of people from the greater Toronto area. We're talking to tons of realtors from the greater Toronto area about our market here as well. Um, very, very large numbers. Um Last give us, give year, us an idea just, of numbers. You've, you've got them there, right? Yeah. So I actually just pulled these up last night from our uh, Calgary Real Estate Board, uh, yeah. who did our market forecast for the year. Uh, 19,564 uh, people migrated from the province of Ontario into the province of Alberta, largely coming to the city of Calgary here yeah. uh, over the last year. Um, ironically, though, uh, number two uh, is BC, um, You know who we share common borders with, and we're, we're constantly kind of constantly flipping between the two and they were at 12,259 uh, in 2023. So huge numbers coming from BC into Alberta, into Calgary. And then as you well know, a large number of us coming from uh, 
Calgary into Victoria as well, because we we do love that that island of yours. Well, well, let's talk pricing though, because pricing is one of the reasons why people move. Because Calgary is very attractive to Vancouverites or Torontonians, price wise, right? Yeah, I mean, on the affordability scale, we're still one of the one of the best across the uh, across the country and across North America. We've we've already seen slight gains um, just in January alone. Here, um, we got their most recent numbers: uh, five hundred seventy-two thousand three hundred is our is our new benchmark price across the board, uh, and that'll vary a lot. You know, as you know from from property type to property type and community to community because it's all yeah. it's all micro. But uh, you know, it wasn't all that long ago that we were running 450, 460, 480 as our as our averages and you know, increase slight, decrease slight, and and we were just kind of stagnant through. But and that's um, while Toronto was a million, right? So we're talking exactly double. yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, Toronto's still uh, up near double us uh, mm-hmm. right now. Um, but we're we're slowly catching up and they're slowly Actually, not slowly. They're they're quickly decreasing. Uh, I don't know how long that'll last because um, a lot of those Torontonians are coming out here. Uh, eventually, that'll subside a little bit, I think. But um, you know, if you break it down into the other markets, um, detached homes, attached homes, townhouses, apartments, we're seeing a lot of variances in what's uh, what's selling and what's increasing in each of those those sub markets as well. Uh, we just don't have a lot of inventory here for all the people coming in, um, whether they be interprovincial, you know, from other countries, um, move ups, uh, tons of investors coming in that aren't even living here, which you guys are very well familiar with and have started to deal with as well. And I believe our province is probably going to have to follow suit uh, as we do in, in many occasions. We've, we follow suit right behind what, what BC is doing. Um, but the apartment market has really been the, the um, underdog here that's been crazy, crazy after five, six, seven years of depreciation, we're now starting to see some some massive appreciation in that apartment market. Well, and this is the thing, you know, chatting with uh, guys across the country for the last five years, it's the uh, Calgary and Edmonton markets, which were the ones that were saying, hey, how can you guys are all doing multiple offers and baiting wars? You know, where, yeah. where is ours? You didn't see that. Now, now all of a sudden you have. Right. Yeah. 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 We, we were not, we were not used to that whatsoever. Um, when we refer to our multiple offer market now, uh, we often refer to ourselves as the Toronto market. <laughs> we're just so used to hearing that coming out of there and, and not from here. So, yeah. um, and, and it is, it is being largely driven though too, by uh, people who are used to buying and selling in Toronto uh, yep. and aren't buying here now. So, you know, it's second hat to them to, to be into these situations. We're just kind of trying, trying to play catch up to, uh, to what's going on with, with them as our, as our well, it, but it's but it's been an opportunity because you know you just talked about investors a second ago. This is something that uh, again, especially the Vancouver markets and our Victoria markets too, from an investment standpoint, uh, mm-hmm. you know the returns that people get on investment properties. Vancouver itself is terrible. What you're paying for relative to the rent, Calgary's always been a great example because uh, yeah. the return is 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 fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do want to bring up, though, uh, talking about the migration figure here, you and I both saw the release that uh, Remax sent out this week, and it talked about land transfer tax mm-hmm. and what people pay, right? So yeah. I just want to tell our listeners here, in Greater Vancouver, average house price, about $1 million two, there's $21,000 in taxes there, the the purchase tax. In Toronto, uh, on $1.1 million, it's $36,000 in taxes. And in Calgary, uh, on the posted average price here of 540, what's the property transfer tax there, Chris? That's a 
big old goose egg, which is pretty darn, pretty darn nice. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, so that is a driving factor too. It's uh, there's no provincial sales tax, right? Yeah. Well, and you know, the builders have really, really caught on to some of these things, you know, uh, like you mentioned uh, a couple of them, but from our affordability, no rental caps. Um, so they can, you know, increase the rental rates, uh, no land transfer taxes, which they're, you know, hefty, very hefty in Ontario and BC. Um, the the builders are now often hitting actually as well with uh, guaranteed rental rates. So you get oh. guaranteed rentals for a three-year period if you take your money out of, you know, that province or, or the other province and uh, and start bringing it in here. So, yeah, we've had a, a huge amount of investors coming in. Um snapping up properties here a lot of them under pre-construction yeah. uh for the new builds a lot of a lot of marketing from the builders here to the to the greater toronto area particularly and and a little bit less so to lower mainland uh bc and um yeah we're, we're just seeing tons and what tons a, of what a pivot. This is a smart spot to do yeah what a pivot you guys have had like it's just it's like a it's like a 180 what's going to happen this year what do you feel about the rest of 2024 I think we're going to see a market that's been very similar to last year, just a little tempered down, which we need, frankly. Um, yep. You know, we've been a hot, hot seller's market. We've had very, very little in, uh, inventory for buyers, so very little selection for buyers. They're coming in for a weekend and they're having to make a choice. Um, and that choice has been quite often in multiple offers on a regular basis. So they're having to go quite substantially over ask prices in order to uh, to secure something. We're seeing a little bit more inventory coming up this year. We're seeing a little bit less uh, buyer demand. So that's kind of stabilized things a little bit, um, but still to the point where, you know, we, we haven't seen markets like this. So I think we're going to be continuing to see some slight price increases throughout the year. Yeah. Um, we're definitely going to be in a seller's market and really tough for buyers, particularly first time home buyers. We're also competing with those investors that are coming in. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of renters getting into, I can't afford to rent anymore. I just, I can't. So I got to buy. But then the buyer side is is really tough in that uh, entry level market as well. So it, I think it's going to continue across all price points. Anything under six, 700,000, yeah. it's being snapped up in in multiples. Very, well, you know, that's quickly. a two bedroom condo here in Victoria. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, Listen, and that's the thing, right? <laughs> it is the values. Thanks for joining us, Chris, telling us about Calgary. You've got to take our break here right now. Chris Audet is at Remax First in Calgary. I'll put his contact information uh, on the CFAX uh, webpage. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Tony. Appreciate it. Great. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We are doing our occasional visit across the country, finding out what's been happening in the different real estate markets across Canada. We've had a conversation in Vancouver and Calgary, and of course, we're going east, and we end up in the metropolis of Toronto. And who better to have here than our somewhat regular guest, good friend of mine, broker owner of Remax Prime Properties in Toronto with seven offices. Also host of a radio program called On the Market, 105.9 FM in Toronto. That's the region. Uh, you can find that on Spotify or, of course, anywhere fine podcasts are found. Of course, I'm talking about my friend Asif Khan. Uh, Asif, great having you here. Great seeing you. Tony, great to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm looking at a headline that was in the Toronto Star, and it said, Toronto's real estate market roars back to life, ending short-lived buyer's market. What's going on over there? 
It's been actually, you know, the start of 2024 has been phenomenal. There's been a lot of people, well, the confidence is back, right? After the last interest rate hold, yeah. confidence seems to be roaring back. And that's uh, that's basically what the headline is. And a 37% increase in sales over last January, which is great. Uh, you know, 2023 wasn't really good to the Toronto market. We uh, finished the year with 65,936 sales. And that was coming on the heels of our worst year since 2000, where we had 75,000 sales. So last year was our worst year since the year 2000. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, for our listeners to know, you said 65,000, right? Yes. Yeah. Of course, we think of that uh, on a uh, on a very different scale because our year ended up with sixty two hundred. Hey, this is an interesting point. You so you guys had ten times more transactions. Uh, we are we are four hundred thousand, but the GTA is what are you at now? Like six six million or something? Six million people. So yeah, uh, oh. yeah. Okay. So uh, prices. Tell us about what's going on in prices. So prices were uh, pretty flat. I mean, we're looking at an average price in the GTA of just over a million dollars. And it was the same last year. So we're looking at a million 26 versus last year, a million 36. So down slightly, but still hovering above the million dollar mark. It's really hard to find a detached home under a million dollars now. And as you go into the 905, which is the suburbs north of Toronto, you're starting to get into the 1.2, 1.3 range for detached homes. And that uh, continues to grow. There's a lot of demand for detached homes. Condos are a little bit flat right now. And if you're looking at the average price of a condo, you're probably around the 750000 range. Mm -hmm. And a lot of inventory in condos, very little inventory in homes. And that's causing the uh, the market to become more of a seller's market. We were always in a seller's market. But there was a, a little window of hope when sales were down that, you know, buyers would be able to get a deal. But over the last little while, Tony, it's been completely full-blown seller's market. And I'm going to give you an example of what happened last week. We had a house in Mississauga, just west of the city. It had 85 offers on it. Yeah. Well, by the way, that made news across the country because, uh, you know, we read that headline. It was 85 offers. Now, the interesting thing about that one, because uh, I've, I've chatted with some of our some of our uh, joint colleagues, it ended up selling for a million dollars, right? But it, it was listed at $799 or something. Yeah, it was listed at $749, which was very low. It was listed to create an auction-style bidding war. Yeah. And what ended up happening is it still got market value. Yeah. And majority of the offers were people not knowing the market or are getting poor advice from their realtors and, and coming in a lot lower than what the market value would be. And the sellers are in no position to be giving these homes away. They're going to wait for their offer. And so it sold for $999,000, uh, which is, uh, it was $999,999, $999, a dollar less than the million dollar mark. And that's because the demographic in that area, a lot of people don't have 20% down. So they wanted to come in just under the million dollar mark, a dollar under for them to be able to qualify for a little bit less down. Oh, okay. So, so what you just said though, was it sold for what it was worth. It's not, it's not that it sold for over market value. This was a marketing ploy. This is, we're, we're getting back to that. It was never a 749. Um, yeah. and, and if we were to guess of the 85 offers, 
probably what 10 or 15 of them were legit the rest of them had no chance at all because they were probably in the 800s 900 whatever right yeah from what i've heard about 10 offers were legitimate offers and they had about three or four that were in the million dollar range yeah uh, just fishing uh, trying to get a deal so hey actually while we're at it because the ontario real estate association introduced the trussa rules back in december that's the trust in real estate uh uh services act right um you the the agents in ontario must now report uh multiple offers so this agent i guess had to create paperwork that uh itemized all 85 offers right yeah so we've always had that responsibility we had a form uh through the ontario real estate association uh form 801 that we had to fill out and we have to keep on file uh, uh We'll have to disclose everything that, uh, you know, all the offers that are coming in and things like that. And now our sellers have a choice whether they want to open up the offers to everyone. So they can actually choose to disclose price to everyone. They can choose to disclose terms and, and which terms they want to disclose. But it's not being used. Sellers aren't uh, relying on that as much. Well, because as it's not to their advantage. To, to, to show other uh, parties what the other offers are? It could be. Uh, if you look at what's happened in Australia with the open offers, you see that the price climbs. And yeah. it's because people don't want to lose out for $500 when they know they're caught up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you get up in that I have to win mentality and, and you drive the price up. But, you know, the way it's working, the sellers don't think that the system's broken and they'll they have the right to choose what gets disclosed and what doesn't get disclosed and and so we're not seeing a lot of uh open offers right now i haven't brought this up to our listeners yet but, but actually january the first uh here in british columbia we also have a form that we have to fill out and submit to the other competing offers basically verifying the fact that there truly were other offers in existence. Now, it doesn't disclose the price, it doesn't disclose the terms, just the fact that, just who the other brokerage was uh, and when the offer was received. So, you know, in, it's an effort for for transparency. But uh, getting back to uh, what's going on uh, out there, I often think about some of your, what do you guys call them? They're different zones, right? Um, the Durham region has always been a region that kind of had these huge roller coasters, huge growth, and then massive drops. How's it looking right now? Durham region is actually very attractive right now. So pricing has always been a little bit more affordable in Durham region, yep. but it's in the climb. So, you know, we have a toll highway, the 407, and they've expanded it into Durham right now. So what it's done is it's, it's connected Durham to the city. So it's a lot more accessible for people to live out there with affordable housing or, or more affordable housing than other parts of the city and be able to commute to Toronto. Uh, GoTrain has improved their service as well. Uh, that's, um, you know, to connect downtown. So a lot more people have chosen to go out east and that's driven the price up. So mm -hmm. we're starting to see prices climb in Durham region as well, and, and right through the GTA, there's, uh, you know, immigration. They say about 30 to 35% of the people that are coming into the country will select the GTA to move to. And that's really put a lot of pressure on rental housing. Wow. And starting to see, you know, a one-bedroom a one condo in the Toronto area is now almost $3,000. Wow. So it's about twenty six, twenty seven hundred dollars, 
Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't even include parking. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as you get out to the suburbs, you could probably get a one bedroom for about $2,200, $2,300. But there's no inventory for rentals. We're, we're starting to see 10, 15 offers on rentals as well for. Yeah, you place. get multiple offers on, you get multiple offers on rentals. As well. Yeah. So oh. a lot of demand for rentals right now. Yeah. And that's what's causing the, uh, the price hikes that we've seen over the last year. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I want to step back a moment uh, because you mentioned the uh, average price of a million dollars to confirm uh, what the what the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board reports. That's a combined dollar. So that's that's uh, detached homes and condos and townhouses. Because afterwards you said that houses were one point two. I just want to clarify that because sometimes there's a little bit of confusion about that. We do we do report separately. So we've got our you know houses of one whatever it was one two eight five and condos. Uh, different numbers. So, um, so I break it down. The uh, the average price of a detached home in Toronto itself, yep. one point seven. Oh, sorry, average, say again. One point five seven million. Yeah. The price of a semi-detached is about one point two million. The average townhouse sells for about nine hundred thousand, and condos are seven hundred and nine thousand. And that's in Toronto itself. Outside of Toronto, the Greater Toronto area. A detached home is about 1.3 million. Semi-detached are just approaching the million dollar mark. Uh, townhouses around 900,000 and condos in the GTA are 628,000. So it's um, you know, relatively similar, but Toronto is a little bit pricier. Yeah. All right. Uh, outlook for the rest of 2024. How, how are you feeling about uh, the GTA, the greater Toronto area? I think it's going to be a bounce back year for the greater Toronto area. I think we're starting to see that already. A lot of people coming off the fence and pent up demand is going to drive the market in 2024 and combine that with the cautious optimism people have with, you know, potential interest rate decreases by the end of the year. And that's, uh, you know, people are choosing two year, three year mortgages because they know that the rates will start to come down a little bit. And, uh, you know, the, the old saying, Tony, uh, date the rate, but marry the house. And, <laughs> and they're, they're picking the house that they love and they want to be with. And, uh, you know, the rate is going to change. It's going to go up and down. So yeah. uh, right now, we have a lot of pent up demand, cautious optimism. And I think that's going to drive the market. Amazing. Well, uh you just listened to my good friend, Asif Khan. He is a almost 20-year realtor in the GTA. Uh, he is the owner of Remax Prime Properties, one of the most respected characters in the real estate world, not only in the Remax brand, um, but, I mean, anyone who talks about him just loves him, including myself. Asif, thanks for coming on. Always great having you here. Um, okay. And thanks Thank for having me on your program every once in a while, too. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're a wealth of information, and... And speaking of respect, you're the legendary Tony Jones. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So, folks, there we go. Our trip across the country. We'll be here for you this time next week.